Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The Pure Hoops podcast is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. The Pure Hoops podcast most definitely does reflect the views of our management. Here's three-time NBA champ BJ Armstrong and Eric Newman. Just when you thought the NBA world couldn't get more interesting, I present to you folks Game 5 of the NBA Finals. Pure Hoops podcast, Eric Newman, BJ Armstrong... We are breaking down one of the more unique and memorable evenings in NBA Finals history and, of course, looking forward to Game 6 between the Raptors and the Warriors. BJ, starting uh, first and foremost, of course, the decision to play Kevin Durant and then KD goes down, what looks like a very serious uh, Achilles injury. First off, before we get to the injury, what was your reaction to KD being well, in the lineup you know, last I, night I, with everything wanna, you, you had heard leading up first to First of all, five? I hope all is well with him, and we all – you know, feared the worst when we first saw it the very first time. And um, so I'm, I'm hoping that he, if he is injured or if that is the case, that he has a speedy recovery and that the young man, Kevin Durant, is doing fine, right? KD, the player, we know he's magnificent and all those things. But um, in saying that, you know what, if he felt that he was capable of playing, I'm okay with that. If he felt that he was capable he felt comfortable with all of the things that he's done um and he made the decision to go out there and play and unfortunately for him that put him at risk but I'm sure that that was expressed to him and he made a a decision to play and then you move on from there so um I'm not looking to play the blame game it's it's very unfortunate and uh, every athlete that goes out there understands the the risk of that, you know, injury is part of the game and uh, something like that could happen. First and foremost, of course, we hope the human being Kevin Durant is doing well. I can't imagine what's going on uh, within within him at this time. And, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head. The first time it happened in the Houston series, and obviously with his teammate being DeMarcus Cousins, you think, oh, my goodness, did they just have another guy go down to an Achilles injury? And thankfully it was the calf. And while watching the game last night and then uh, post-game and coverage this morning, I was thinking about a lot of our conversations and specifically the point you made a couple of weeks ago um, about, actually more than a couple weeks ago now, very early in the playoffs, about when DeMarcus Cousins went down with the quad injury. And you made a great point that something like that only happens when other things aren't right and fatigue is involved. And you just have to wonder, even though the Warriors medical staff uh, is very well regarded and things were thorough and Bob Myers got up at the presser after the game and said the the blame starts and ends with me. I'm the head of basketball operations. You know, a a calf presents its own challenges, but we, we both very well know everything's intertwined. The calf is connected to the Achilles. And I'm just, I guess I'm super intrigued by what this process was and ruling out anything like this could happen and of course we saw what happened in the second quarter well you you know I think this all boils down to to the following Eric you know we have a league now 
where, you know, our league now is dominated by analytics, right? Our league is dominated by the percentages, you know, you know, everyone talks about, you know, the, the, the way the game is played, the way the game is refereed, the way the game is coached. The analytics now have become the predominant uh, rule, if you will, that that really predicts how we play the game of basketball, okay? Yep. And if a doctor comes up and says, hey, you have a 80% chance of nothing going happening, that also leaves a 20% chance of something could happen, right? Um, sure. So I think what this, what I've learned, and I, and I had a client, Derek Rose had a significant injury. And I've had a client that has had an injury, and then you have to weigh the factors in on how to come back. And we had great doctors, and I'm sure the Warriors have great doctors and a great medical staff. But here's the thing that, to me, is the most telling of, of all the things, especially in the NBA now. We have the analytics, which I am in total agreement. Give me the numbers, right? I'm, I think it's a tool. Sure. But also, one of the give tools. me... Give me the intellect. Give me the institutional knowledge mm -hmm. that people have from their experiences, what they've gained by their experience on the job, whatever that may be making film, working in the media, playing professional basketball, lawyer, your institutional knowledge means something eric and when we are when we are in positions of leadership yes we have to take the numbers we need to know the numbers the analytics are important but when the analytics dominate the conversation and dominate our decision making without utilizing our experiences real life experiences to make to see the whole picture then eric this is when i have a problem and in this situation here, just like in the situation with Derek, okay, Derek was hurt. And then it was a situation when, how do I come back? Yep. Hey, there is no right. There is no wrong. But we have to utilize the entire picture, which, you know, Eric, when I played, I, I've had six knee surgeries. And if I could go back and tell the young BJ something, I would say, when you got those, your first surgery, Instead of coming back after four weeks because the doctor said you could come back in four weeks, I would have came back in like eight weeks. Yep. Because, Eric, once you are injured, especially a lower extremity injury, you always feel off balance. It'll be, I always say, they say, well, what do you mean? I say, it's like driving a Ferrari and the lines aren't wheeled up, aren't lined up. So if I'm driving a Ferrari and I'm going 100 miles an hour and the wheels aren't lined up, something is, is probably going to go wrong there. Because yep. you're not and, on and, balance. And this was such a short amount of time. There's, there was no way for him to be back perfectly on balance, <laughs> left leg, and, and, right leg, equal strength. And, and, you know, we've talked about DeMarcus a lot for obvious reasons um, during our show together. And one of the causes of his Achilles injury was that other things needed serious work and tune-up, whether it was flexibility, <laughs> strength, uh, flexion, all of these things added into his Achilles, uh, Achilles tendon injury in January of 2018. 
So now yeah. Kevin Durant strange a strange a calf on a non-contact injury, which of course is serious. Of course he's been out missing some of the the, the biggest games of his career and his teammates' career, and then to just jump back in at that game speed. I would love to know what the analytics said, well, and then well, well, you here, make here. and you make the best point though, experience, and instinct, and what is best for the human being, not just the basketball player here, here, and his here, legacy. Here, here, here's one thing that, if given the opportunity, is you can't cheat the game. Okay, Eric, there is a reason that players go to training camp for a month yep. prior to the season. There's a re Eric. I train for all the whole summer, right? You know, when you play, you you get yourself in shape over the summer, and I was still wasn't in basketball shape. So Eric, it is virtually impossible. See, my institutional knowledge of respect and playing this game and being around this game for my entire life would tell me there's no way possible that I could take six weeks off. Right. not do anything, have a lower extremity injury, and then come up and not only play in an NBA game, in the NBA Finals. In a closeout game trying to keep your season alive on the road. Uh, 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 Eric, there is no way possible that I could cheat the game. You, it, 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 Eric, you, 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 there, you have, there's a certain level of respect that you have to – now. Do does the athlete and all of us say yes? Does he have the talent? Yes. Of course. The problem is, can he get in the repetitions and build himself to that point and prepare himself to be able to play in that game? That that is the thing that the analytics can't take into account. And as much as I admire the fact that he's a warrior, he wanted to play, his heart was in the right place, his intentions were good. I just wanted him to be able to have this shared experience of saying, let's talk to, let's put people and talk to people, and I'm not saying he didn't do this, right? Of people who've been there and been in that. Because he, there's no way, there's no way you cannot play for six weeks and play in the NBA Finals. There's no way. Like, yeah. as much as – I mean, this Kevin Durant is arguably one of – let's just say be conservative. He's the, one of the top three players in the entire world. Yep. Kawhi Leonard isn't one of those top three. He's one of those guys too. Okay? And you have to get your – you have to get your repetitions in and condition your body to be able to play in that if you don't – you, you, you're exposing yourself to other injuries because when you're off balance, something is bound to happen. Yep. That's just the way it is. And we take all of that, BJ, and then on the other side is all the noise. And you and I always talk about what's happening between the lines on the court and on the periphery outside the court. And you have all the talking heads and all the storylines created about, oh, he's trying to prove a point that the Warriors need him and – you know, now he wants to play savior or he wants to write that next chapter in his career, whatever it is. And I, I just can't stand the fact that that discussion is, is even taking place or the thought of the fact that Kevin Durant, who is a human being and has shown that 
Um, he at times has his flaws with things like social media and responding to unimportant critics. But I, I just hope he wasn't pushed by any of that to get back on the floor, which now has potentially put um, his brilliant career yeah, in jeopardy. And well, um, yeah. go, go ahead before I share my next Yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, look. No one's perfect, and we all have our flaws, and we have all have our underdeveloped things that we, we're constantly working on. You know, Kevin has shown a capacity to listen and use the noise, if you will, as motivation. You know, you know, I've had the good fortune of knowing this young man since high school, and I've been able to follow his career. I would have two questions for Kevin. He's trying to prove what, and he's trying to prove it to who at this point. Yeah, Kevin Durant has – his resume speaks for itself. So at this point, what is he trying to prove? And who is who he trying to prove it to? Because he's he's an NBA champion. He's a finals MVP. He's a regular season MVP. Scoring title. Who, who, what else is out there? So the thing for him, I mean, we could argue right here, it was probably tougher for him growing up in Baltimore. Growing up in 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 in, in, oh, in, in that area and and making it to this point was probably tougher than him making the decision on whether or not to play in the NBA Finals. I mean, that in itself is, you know, that requires toughness and how he navigated that. So, I just feel bad for these young men because everyone who puts on a uniform has the same issue. You have to divide the player from the person. And if the person is under underdeveloped, then the player will never reach his potential. And we have to give these young men all of the information to help them navigate this complex world because the player and all of us, right? We all have our weekend warriors that reside in all of us. Sometime we'll peek his head out and overcome the person and say, you know, I can do this. But then there has to be that one person, right, that one uncle who says, hey, young man, come over here and talk to me. And in the agent world, in the world that I grew up in, we call it a truth teller. We have to have truth tellers in our life, Eric. Yep. We have to have truth tellers and all, to be able to balance all of the things that are coming at us so fast. There's nothing wrong with this young man wanting to play. There's nothing wrong for him saying, you know, I want to be there for my brothers. But at the same time, Eric, you know, when we make these decisions, I mean, it makes for a great story. And, you know, in Hollywood, that's a great movie, right? Well, I mean, but you know what, Eric, you, sure. you got to, you have not, to that's say. That's not real life. And that's not, that's not real weighing, life. That's not weighing that's not both rain. sides. And I just feel awful for Kevin. What happened, happened. But I want to move on and give him my positive energy with saying, you know what? Now we have to keep it moving. And now we have to get him back right because this is a long road. And as you know, when you have a significant injury, just recently with DeMarcus Cousins, this is no easy task. And he's going to need all of our help, all of our basketball fans, whether you're a Warriors fan or not. He needs our help and our support because he's given us, he's given the game so much. And now... You know what? He's going to need us because he's going to need all the support he can get. Well said. So the the Warriors, KD leaves, and I mean, DeMarcus Cousins right now can barely jump over a phone book 
and he comes in the basketball game and gives him um, just a, a shot of life with seven quick points and and helps stave off what felt like a Raptor storm coming. And in the second quarter, after going up by double digits, Toronto, of course, cuts it down to uh, six before the half. And then you just have this seesaw back and forth second half. And uh, a lot is being uh, thrown at Nick Nurse today about the timeout with three and change to go after they went up by six. Um, I'm not giving that as much stock as all these other quote-unquote experts out there. Uh, What I want to talk about quickly before we move on to um, the, both the future of this series and uh, a few Durant things in the future is um, this championship DNA the Warriors have to take the blow on the road in a closeout game, go down by six, and then execute three absolutely beautiful sets to get Clay, Curry, and then Clay again open threes. What did you see from the Warriors in those moments, and how much do these guys continue to impress you? Well, the Warriors, you know, they're a very, first of all, they're they're, they're very well coached. Uh, mentally, they're a very tough group, and they persevere through throughout the entire game. They've been persevered throughout the entire season. And you can see, once again, that this is a team that is covered in championship DNA. They're not going to beat themselves. You're going to have to beat them, and you're going to have to knock them out. Um, this team... They get all of the credit as for what they do on the offensive end, and they certainly made big shots after big shots last night, especially from Clay and Steph. But underneath all of that is this is a team that relied on their defense once again yep. to win the game. This team, this team is what championship teams are all built on, which is their defense allows them to hang around and stay in a game, whether it's on the road or at home. So um, you have to admire it. You have to respect it. And the one thing that I love about the Raptors, which, you know, I, I've, I've picked the Raptors from the beginning, is the Raptors, they were one defensive stop away from winning that game last night. Mm-hmm. They, they just, the Warriors got to stop. And, and the Raptors, you know, Steph Curry hit an incredible shot. Clay Thompson hit an incredible shot, and and, and, the, and the Warriors, to their credit, led a majority of the game. So it, yes, it, t- it took a heck of a run by Kawhi, ten straight points. Giants, but and, I and, I never felt like Golden State was going to lose the game. I really did. Yeah, and, yeah, but I, yeah, I, but that's, you know that's, what? That's, that's that's me on the couch. You know, when Kawhi when Kawhi went on that run and they went up six with like two minutes, I thought it was a terrific timeout by Nick Nurse and his staff because Nick Nurse knew the same thing that everyone who's won a championship has said as they come down the stretch. Now we have to stop them. Yep. And in order to play good defense, you need two you need two things. You need to have effort and energy. And that was a tired team at that point. Not on the offensive end, but defensively, Nick Nurse and that staff knew that they needed one stop. They needed a stop. That's all they needed. One stop. If if Curry misses that shot or Clay misses a shot, that th- th- they win. But the Warriors were able to execute in the end, and the Raptors they executed, but they didn't make the shot. And that's that's what the game came down to. 
And if I'm the Raptors, I take my chances because, again, Eric, they have to make shots in order to win. they got to score enough points. Yep. And no, you've, been, uh, you've, been, you've been hammering that home. So game six, game six, the fans at Oracle get one last night in that arena. And, I mean, you, you can't have a more dramatic stage. So, you know, I already know, and if, if, you know, the listeners out there have been listening to us with any consistency, you know, they, they know where you're going in terms of keys to the game between these two teams. My simple question for you is, do the Warriors force a game seven? My heart and my – no, I shouldn't even say my heart. My mind tells me the Warriors will win game six. They will win game six. I think the Raptors win. It's anybody's game in game seven, and I'm going to stick with the Raptors because I think youth will be served in the end. Right? I just think they have enough yep. able and healthy bodies. I, I admire uh, you for sticking with your guns. Yes, but I will say this. But I will say this. I would not be surprised if the Raptors, if the Raptors win Game Six by a large margin. And here's why: they've lost hmm. two games in the series. The first game they lost because the first game they lost, which is Game Two, is because this was the first time that they won at home on Game One, and then they had like two or three days in between to like hear how great they were from their, everyone around them. Right? You know, guy goes to his apartment. You know, the doorman says, oh, man, you're yeah, great. You yeah. go to a restaurant, he gets they a standing ovation. They also had the momentum from the Milwaukee series, but I get what yeah. you're saying. Sure. Okay. So game, and, and the so, Warriors but, but, had a nine-day layoff. Okay, yes. In, in the game one, I thought the Warriors were going to lose just because of the layoff. Like, yep. there's no way for them to – okay. Game five is – the closeout game is the most t- – is the toughest game. Yep. It's the most difficult of all the games because when you walk in the arena with a closeout game, especially when you're at home, and I played in those games, and the first time it happened to me as well. I walk into the arena, there's balloons in the ceilings. Mm-hmm. There's T-shirts you see and boxes. Everyone is there. Everyone pretends like they're there to cheer you on. They're not there to cheer you on. They're there to have a party. Mm-hmm. And the players, the players, they have different routes now. They got to get to the game because of, you know, the traffic. They got a different way to get to the locker room. Nothing's normal. Nothing's nothing is normal. Nothing. And then the other team is in the building like, wait a minute, man. We still got a game to play. It's like they feel disrespected because they see the preparation ready. They see the champagne sitting outside of the locker room if you're the visiting team. Yep. So, to me, the, to the, the Raptors – had to overcome all of this because this is the first time they've seen it. Now, Kawhi and these guys have seen it, but the other guys, no, it was team, big. But they were able to adjust. City, clearly the first time. So I think, you know, this team has always made adjustments, the Raptors. So I think they could be upset at themselves, and they are a self-correcting group. And they might correct themselves and, and just go out there and win big. But I think that the Warriors are prime. I think they're not going to lose three games at home. Right? Three games in a series is like unheard no, of. And not, and not the last one in that building. And say what you want about a building full of packed, passionate fans where we very well know, because we saw it on television, some of them were cheering KD out of respect and some of them were cheering the injury. And I saw some other celebration videos of Raptors fans going around cheering in joy 
with the sight of him on the floor on his behind, not being able to get up by himself and then limping off. The Warriors are going to use all of that as fuel to the fire in Game 6. So I strongly believe we will be uh, previewing a Game 7 back in Toronto. And I I think the Golden State Warriors are going to figure out how to write the ultimate final chapter in their dynasty. But, um, you know, before we uh, wrap for this episode, because this is our our top of the week, as we like to call mini, um, you know, you can't help but think about the future of Durant and the NBA. And I was so annoyed when that narrative started, even before we knew the specifics of the injury and all of these things. But of course, everyone's thinking about summer. Everyone's thinking about the domino effect of free agency. So, you know, my question for you is, Kevin Durant has a $31.5 million option with the Warriors next season. What's the smart business move for Kevin Durant? Obviously, other teams out there are going to dictate what other opportunities there are, but quickly as a starter, how do you see this potentially playing out? Where you know the business thing, you know, teaches you, especially in this profession that we're in, is that you never sit down at the negotiating table without leverage. Kevin Durant's leverage has always been his ability to go out there and perform. That that is not the case right now. If indeed he has the injury that we all think he has, which is an Achilles tendon injury, now it comes into next year whatever he decides to do will probably be a year he will miss. Year two will probably be a year of him figuring out how to play with this. And then hopefully in year three is where you'll say he's back to whomever Kevin Durant's going to be after all of this. So I I don't want to assume anything because you never know how a player is going to react from an injury. Right. These 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 are human beings. Right. Human. It's only it is only, you know, human for him to question himself. When I say question himself physically, where he's at, how he's going to get through rehab and more importantly, you know, what kind of player he's going to be when he comes back. It's not like he well, I have a surgery, I did a a year rehab and I'm back to doing. No, that's going to take time. So. I don't know where the business is when I'm meaning the the decisions that these owners will have to make because whatever the decision will be is you will, whatever that is, whether he does, he opts in next year or he doesn't opt in that year probably is, is a, is a wash year. Yeah. It's a, it's a a rehab year. What what I find really interesting is he could make $31 million rehabbing with the Warriors. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I I don't have the answer because there sure, may be new. a there may there may be a owner who's willing to take the four mm-hmm. year risk. The Warriors may want to take the four year or five year risk or whatever it is they're willing to do. So again, the they negotiation may. will begin because now, you know, look if you if you if you go to the store and you buy something, you know what you. What you're well, going to buy is, is is the rehab. That's what you're well, basically yeah, saying. And there's, and there's one more thing I want to uh, add. And not to be quick. insensitive and not to be insensitive about this, but these are the business decisions that have to be made. Now, 
what you're hoping is for Kevin Durant is his body of work and what he's done and all of those things. But this injury changes everything because we don't know. I, I mean, what player has come back and ascended to the level where they're at in this league with that type of injury? So that was a, a wide topic of discussion today. And as much of a problem as I have with certain media members, I'm, I'm not going to name names and attack anybody, but there was someone earlier today who cited Dominique Wilkins two or three times as the only guy to really ever come back effective from that injury. And then they kept talking about how this was going to be such a challenge for Durant and he is going to be 31 in September and, you know, framing it like because he's on the other side of 30, this is a, a long shot. Meanwhile, Dominique was 32, came back, and in his first season back after, and he didn't even miss a full season. He got hurt midway through the uh, 91-92 season, comes back for 92-93, and the guy scores 29.9 points per game. Right. So is it possible? Sure. Is it going to take time? Absolutely. But Kevin Durant, as a seven-footer, who's as, as highly skilled as he is in multiple facets of the game, shooting is still number one. So as a seven-footer who's easily you know, a top-five shooter in the league and one of the great scorers of all time, um, with modern medicine and his work ethic and the way he's built, uh, I think there's a very good chance we see a superstar level Kevin Durant again. I firmly well, believe that. But as far as a business decision goes with a team other than the Warriors, who I think are going to feel very responsible, and Bob Myers, who I'm sure you've known longer and had more conversations with than me, but I enjoyed the heck out of uh, my few conversations with him this fall and in the interview I did with him. I mean, he was as genuine and heartfelt and upset as it gets stepping up to that podium last night, which I, I truly admired him doing that. Yeah, I mean, Eric, I, let's hope. And again, I just want to be sensitive to what just happened to this young man. I mean, this is a devastating injury here. And with any injury, right, especially when you have a, an injury of this magnitude, yes, physically, will he come back? Yes. Medicine and all those things, will, he will have the best care in the world. But what the one thing, Eric, we don't know, which – and going through not one but many of clients and having many of teammates mm -hmm. is we don't know the mental capacity of what someone has until they go through it. So physically, yeah, he'll be fine. I have no doubt about that. But we don't know mentally and spiritually how this is going to affect him. We don't know. Yep. Just how just how we just how we didn't know the game was gonna trans you know transcend from a league that played from the inside in, now the game is played from the outside. Inside out, outside out. in. Absolutely. Outside in. Yes, yes. Right. Absolutely. Out, out, and and out. I'm so, so glad I'm so glad that in this conversation we keep getting back to the mental and the human being because yeah, yes Kevin, because I've listen this. listen I love watching Kevin Durant play basketball I was never an Oklahoma City Thunder fan I'm not a Warriors fan I have just like everybody else who has an opinion have questioned some of the uh, things that he's allowed himself to get involved in but at the end of the day 
as basketball people, watching Kevin Durant play basketball from where I sit is an absolute privilege. And you very well know if you're watching the game and paying attention or you know anybody in the game, and obviously you've had so many experiences with different people, you know this guy loves the game. This is passion number one. This is what he's dedicated his life to. And at the end of the day, we want to see him get through this and come out on the other side. But more importantly, just being a happy, healthy human being and then getting back on the floor, that's what we that's hope all we for. Can, that's all we can ask for, Eric. And yep. this is going to be a long road, and he needs all of our help now because you know what? He's given us so much. Now it's time for us to give him, give it back to him and allow him to get back on his feet. And whomever the player that he comes out of this, great. But more importantly, the person. And, and uh, let's just hope that uh, he gets back on his feet sooner rather than later. And, uh, and it's just a, you know, I just feel awful for him. Game six, NBA Finals, Thursday night. BJ, I will be landing in Los Angeles on Wednesday. Hopefully I will see you either Thursday for uh, a quick catch-up. And if there is a game seven, uh, we're going to have to figure out how to do a live pod in the same room before I depart L.A. So uh, I'm looking that would be great. Uh, looking forward to that. that. Looking forward to that. For Bruce Bernstein, Benjamin Wolf, and the entire Pure Hoops Media team, another episode of the Pure Hoops podcast. Make sure you check out Catch and Shoot on Wednesdays, Buckets, Boards, and Blocks on Thursdays, and, of course, the Mike Wise Show coming at you each and every Monday. Check us out at Pure Hoops Media on social as we continue covering the NBA Finals, telling basketball stories, and, of course, the big NBA summer ahead. Take care, everybody. The Pure Hoops podcast is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media.